Previously on that Cthulhu John, your aunt, she is cursed. Her eyes close shut and she falls lifeless. Vanessa, I'm, I'm fairly excited about this and I think you will be too. And he uh, gives her the translated version. The piece he mentions, the thing that he held in his hand, is contained within this artwork. No, 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 no. This cannot get out. Top story tonight, Tom's River, New Jersey, there was a huge cocaine bust at the St. Jude's of all places. Did you fucking tell him where you were fucking going? Why do you have Lenny in your office? When was the last time you paid off the Jersey police, Joey? I'll let you uh, finish your conversation then. I just want the statue, Walter. Hello, thanks for joining us for That Cthulhu John, episode 11. We are a real play called Cthulhu Podcast. I am George, your keeper of arcane lore, and with me are my friends and investigators, Chad. Hey, everybody. Chuck. Yeah. And Jenny. Hi. All right, guys, so last we left off, uh, if I remember right, Heather was just about to call Walter... I think, it, I think we were, like, midday Thursday. Uh, last we left off with Lenny, uh, it looked like... Well, it looked like I was going to get killed. Yeah, it looked like he was going to get uh, axed, at least from his job. I fucked up. But, uh, turns out that Skinny Joey uh, fucked up even worse, it seems. And you might be off the hook. True. Um, so... Heather, what were you call? Oh, you were going to call Walter about the list. Yeah, I want my list back. Give my shit. All right, so you give Walter a call. Walter, where are you at right now? Um, uh, say probably at work. Afternoon, I'd be there unless it's like still early morning. Okay. Yeah, if I remember right, you were probably at work. All right, so Walter, you're at your job. And you get a call on the phone. The uh, phone for the bookshop rings. Jill Clocks, how may I help you? Hey, uh, is this Walter? It is. Uh, it's Heather. Thought I recognized your voice. How are you? I'm good. Um, I was just wondering if you um, happen to have that guest list that we found. Yeah, of course. Uh, I suppose I compiled a bit of different information uh, ever since uh, this whole business with the statue uh, started. It's kept safe with all the other, uh, all the other pages. That is, you need a number or yeah. If you could give me over the phone the the number of the two Russian guys that are on there. Uh, yeah. What uh, are you thinking about giving them a call? I thought uh, Lenny. Uh, had some words of advice against such things. 
What's on your mind, if you don't mind me asking? I don't I don't have like a straight idea of what I think exactly, but I mean the only thing it's weird that this Chikanovich is Russian and there's like treasures inside of a statue and there was Russian guys at the auction and I don't know, it's just like the whole scroll that you read us was written in Russian and hmm. I don't know. I just like I wonder if I don't know. Do you think that they like know the artist or they have something to do with taking it or they wrote the scroll? Uh, well, similar thoughts had kind of crossed my mind, um, only because uh, I was the last one to leave the art gallery that day and, um, you know, one of them uh, had, had shouted something I didn't understand what and suddenly everything got quiet. Um, I was a little curious about that. But did they did they yell in did they yell in Russian or could you understand them? Uh, No, I I think it was in Russian. Uh, Everything kind of happened so quickly, but I don't remember them saying anything in English. I just remember the the one of them. uh, He looked like he was worn out or tired or out of breath or something like he had just you know come back from a jog. But we had all been in the same room the whole time. Seemed a little unusual to me, but, you know, everything that was going down at the time, I kind of had other more pressing matters. So you remember that that guy was more than just kind of winded looking? He was, like, being held up by the other dude in that uh, tall Russian hat. I guess uh, he was kind of leaning on the other guy for support. Um, But, you know, I'm kind of thinking back to what Lenny said. where uh, where exactly are you planning to call these people from? Um, I had a similar thought to give them... Well, I mean, I don't know that I was going to make the first step necessarily, but I had wondered um, one thing in specific. You know, um, the, the scroll that we read, it mentioned a specific name. Um, and uh, he says, uh, you know, just a moment. And you may, maybe hear some, like, shuffling in the background as he kind of puts the phone down and walks to his little back study to get the information. Uh, so a few minutes go by and he picks up the phone again and says, um, remember that name, Zaitsev? If I'm saying that right? I do remember you reading that. It's, uh, it's kind of distinct, you know. Um, Is that one of the names on the list? No. That was the name of the guard that uh, Jukanovich mentions in his uh, writings. Uh, You're correct. Yes, it would be. It would be very specific. I mean, without beating around the bush, we could simply ask them if they know that name. Uh, would also show that we know a little something about what we're talking about. I mean, if you want to call them. That that's fine. Like I mean, Lenny would be mad at me if I called. So if you wanna call from the bookstore or something, uh, you know that might even be a little more uh, trouble than it's worth. But um, the, the location, I, I think Lenny was on to something. Um, you know, not that I know anything about the business of spies or anything of that nature. But uh, well, I don't know. Just. Uh, I think I'm going to take Lenny's advice on this one and not call from home or somewhere important. Um, hmm. Well, uh, what, what are you doing today? Um, you want to call from a payphone and, I don't know. Ask them if their toilet's running. 
<laughs> it does seem a little silly now that I'm saying it out loud, but uh, hmm. no, I, I that's kind of what I was thinking is use like a payphone, not really near where I live or work. I mean, I don't even really know what we're gonna say yet, but hmm. um, wait, it's Thursday, right? It's Thursday. So I have work tonight. You do. Hmm. Well, I mean, there are plenty of payphones around uh, the area that I'm at. Uh, I could reach out to them and see what I could find. Honestly, it has been on my mind uh, ever since the, that night I brought the scroll to your attention. I mean, you're the best in, like... You're the best at figuring all this stuff out anyway, you know, these figuring out what the Russian scroll means and fixing statues, so like that would be cool if you want to do that Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe you're right, um well, tell you what, uh, I work till eight or so, um maybe I could, uh, reach out to him on my lunch break and, uh, stop by the fireside later Oh, that would be perfect, I can't wait to hear what happens? Hmm. Yeah, he, uh, he sounds a little apprehensive, I'm sure. He says, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, me too. If nothing else, um, I've kind of run out of threads to pull, so maybe this would be the next logical, uh, place to go. I guess I better get back to it then. Uh, I'll give you a call later on, and, uh, if you talk to Lenny, I guess keep him in the loop too. He might be interested. Definitely. I'll, I'll see you later. Cool. Uh, I guess uh, I have a good one till then. Ditto. He hangs up. Second thought comes to mind. Um, is, uh, was Headley the one who likes uh, Russian uh, and just read that book recently and was interested in reading the yes. scroll? Is he in today? He, I believe you gave you gave Headley a copy of the scroll to or read. gave him mm -hmm. access to the copies I left in the study. Yeah. Is he in today? He is in today. Well, maybe I should check in on him, see if I translated everything right. All right. You go to Headley, who is in the at the front desk uh, or at the front register right now, and he goes, "Hey, Walter. Uh, hey, how's it going? Um, meaning to talk to you about that thing that you had that was in Russian." Yeah. Uh, hopefully, I translated everything. Uh, what'd you think of the read? Pretty weird, huh? It says, uh, it was indeed very strange. Um, sounded like something out of a horror story. Yeah, that's kind of the best way I could describe it. Uh, so I guess I translated most of it, right? If nothing else, then. Pretty weird. It says, uh, yeah, I really think you did. Uh, where did you get that from? Uh, to the best of my knowledge, that's, uh, the last known, um, you know, bit of work uh, that was included with that uh, statue we had talked about earlier that was actually inside the statue much like the vile token he mentions in his writing if that part was right yeah yeah the vile token um I don't know what to make of this do you think this is it sounds like just the ravings of you know a madman but you did say that he was at a Russian prison camp before, and uh, he disappeared, but it looks like maybe he actually got out of that prison camp. 
Yeah, that would be uh, kind of something, huh? I mentioned it to the art dealer who hired me in the first place, and uh, she seemed to think that it would affect the value of the piece, but I think that the true value is contained therein. Whatever is inside that uh, Jakanovich mentions in his uh, scribblings there, uh, sadly, I don't think it can be removed without destroying the statue itself. Did you, uh... Well, whatever's in there might actually be better left inside there if this is to be believed to be anything real, but... I mean, come on. You know, encasing things in iron, evil, magic, things like that. Come on. Yeah, it's, uh... uh you know, I'm not that superstitious. I know I've read some similar things in different folklore and fairy tales and, you know, obscure references, but, uh, uh, I mean, his writings, I mean, seem fairly, uh, coherent, I, I don't know. I wish there were better records or, uh, things of that nature, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, all I can say is, you know, every artist, every good artist anyway, seems to be a little bit crazy, so, hmm. you know, that's something to consider. Well, yeah, you might be on to something there. Say, uh, did you uh, see the piece uh, on the uh, newscast uh, or anything like that? It's pretty weird looking. Said so, no, I never saw it. Says, uh, well, um, the pictures I took uh, before I fixed it were a little grainy, but uh, there are some images. There's also some images with some uh, better uh, film that I hope to get developed today on my lunch break. If you guys are uh, oh well, actually is uh, Theodore around? Uh, yeah, Theodore's around. Uh, just have to uh, call upstairs for him. Oh, okay. He says, you know, uh, with that in mind, actually, uh, if you guys are okay here, uh, the second roll of film that I took after the repairs were completed uh, might be a little bit sharper. Maybe I should uh, get those developed and uh, have a little something better to show you later. Certainly interesting to look at. He said, sure, I'd love to see it. Alright, uh, he looks at the clock. What time is it? We're going to say that it is now about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Alright, he says, um, you know, I was hoping to use a payphone too, um, uh, and stop by Ritz, so uh, maybe uh, come back in a half hour or so, kind of shrugs. Sure, sure, Walter, uh, we can handle things till then. Okay, he nods, and uh, he says, uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll get my things together and... Uh, I'll show you a copy of that uh, statue on the way uh, way back out. Great. Uh, well, we'll see you in a little bit. Well, he goes back to the study first, uh, gathers up the film from his camera, and uh, he'll grab of course. one of those grainy uh, prints that he took of the uh, statue originally. Okay. And I'll show that to Headley on the way out. Okay, and he takes a look at it, and he gets this kind of like sour look on his face. It's just like, what the heck is this thing? Like, I can't make heads or tails out of it. Yeah, uh, the picture is a little grainy, but truthfully, uh, it's not much better in person. It's, uh, it's pretty weird to uh, behold, honestly. But it's, uh, you know, in, in, in and of itself, it is pretty unique. I've never seen anything quite like this. Certainly never worked on anything quite so... Ugh, he kind of pauses in <laughs> mid-sentence. He says, yeah, you know, honestly, just looking at the pictures giving me the creeps. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a wonder what kind of mind could have come up with something like this. It's a wonder what kind of mind could come up with what was in that scroll. Yeah, really. Uh, <clears throat> and he kind of drifts off in thought for a moment. Uh, 
He says, uh, well, uh, hang on to the pictures. Uh, I'll be back in just a little bit. All right. Uh, we'll see you in a little bit. And uh, I'll try actually not to look at these pictures for right now. <laughs> he kind of <laughs> chuckles a bit. Um, he makes sure that he has the uh, that phone number from the list of names from the auction house with him. Okay. Uh, head on out. Drop off the film okay. first. I drop off the film at Rick's uh, camera there, mm-hmm. and then head on to a payphone. Call up one of those. Call up the the number that's associated with the two Russian people right now. Yeah, it's the same number for both, right? The same number is listed for both people. Okay. Hello, привет. Uh, all right. So he thinks about it for a moment and uh, checks through some change in his pocket. Drops a coin in. All right. Dial up that number. Yes. All right. So you dial up that number. After a few rings, you hear, uh, "Yes, hello." Yes, hello. Um, uh, how are you today? This. Uh, uh, very well, thank you. Uh, who am I speaking with? Uh, my name is Walter. Um, is the is Eugene available? Uh, Eugene? Yes, he is here. If he is available, I would uh, like to speak with him. Uh, tell him it's regard. It's in regards to the auction house uh, incident. Oh. And then you hear the you hear uh, in the background call for Eugene. And after a few minutes, uh, someone picks up the phone and goes, "Yes, hello." Uh. Hello there. Is this Eugene? Yes, this is Eugene. Uh, you are at the art gallery? I was. Uh, were you one of the gentlemen who was there? He says, yes, yes, I was there. Uh, during the commotion and everything that happened. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, I, uh, I think I remember you and a friend. Uh, were both of you uh, able to get out of there? Okay, no injuries, I hope. He says, yes, uh, me and my friend were uninjured. Were you injured? Uh, thankfully, no. There was uh, a lot of blood and, uh, and uh, commotion, but none of it uh, was any trouble to me, thankfully. I made it out in one piece. Were you there by yourself, or were you there with uh, someone else? Uh, yes, I uh, was there with a friend. Was your friend injured? No, thankfully, uh, my friend made it out uh, just before me. I wonder, um, this may sound strange, but uh, tell me, do you know of a name, Zaitsev? Uh, he pauses for a second after you say that, and you hear a long pause on there. Comes back and says, What did you see at the auction? Uh, well... Not as much as some people, I, I assume. Um, from what I hear, uh, others uh, got a got a look at this uh, this animal or whatever attacked the art house or the auction house. But uh, it's information that I found afterwards that I had hoped to uh, speak with you about. You, you know the the seriousness of uh, of why I might ask you of such a name. I'm sure. He says yes. I know the seriousness of it, but do you know the seriousness of it? 
Well, that, uh, my friend, hopefully, he says questioningly, uh, is why I have called today, because uh, I have more questions than answers. Maybe we both have answers that one another are looking for? He says to you, Yes, uh, this would be nice to mm, perhaps meet up with you. Uh, we can exchange information. Hmm. Yes, uh, that, that could be good. Uh, perhaps with some time to uh, gather my thoughts and uh, maybe uh, ponder what questions to ask. But uh, do you mind if I ask? Um, your interest in the, uh, the statue... Uh, were you there to uh, to buy the statue, or uh, do you have some other interest in it? If that's not too personal, we were sent to purchase the statue from our small village in Russia. Hmm. Interesting. Our intention was to take the statue home to where it belongs. Oh, that uh, would probably be good. Seems that bad things happen. Uh, wherever this uh, statue goes and uh, he kind of trails off but uh, yes uh, maybe you were right um, we could meet somewhere uh, do you drink? kind of shrugs he says I am Russian my friend of course I drink <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I'd hope that might be an icebreaker um, well I mean uh, there are many uh, good places to drink in Center City Maybe uh, we could meet uh, meet over the weekend and discuss uh, the importance of the statue. Uh, when would you like to meet? Well, I don't uh, work or usually have uh, pressing things to do on Saturday or Sunday. If either of those days are good for you. Maybe meeting sooner than later would be a good idea. Hmm. I suppose I could meet this evening. This evening would be great. Well, uh, could meet up somewhere, uh, somewhere with something to look at. Uh, the uh, the gold club, perhaps. Uh, yes, I will find this gold club and meet you there. Okay. Uh, he says uh, it's uh, it's not on a main street. Uh, look for the alley that leads, uh, you know, to the uh, the end of the buildings. Uh, what street is that? Sansom? No, uh, somewhere, uh, somewhere in between Chestnut and Walnut streets. It's one of the little back alleys. He says, yes, well, I'm sure I will be able to find it with your uh, expert directions that you give. <laughs> so, I will meet you there tonight. Uh, around what time? Hmm, let's say 10 o'clock. He says, yes, 10 o'clock. We will meet you tonight. And, uh... Will this be you and your friend? He says, yes, my friend will be coming with me. Excellent. Well, be sure to bring those uh, stylish shushankas. I'm sure it'll be freezing tonight. He says, yes, yes, of course. Uh, the weather here has been as cold as it is in Russia. Hmm. That's surprising, but uh, yeah, it has been a bitter winter so far. Well, uh, I thank you for your time, Eugene. I'm interested, uh, well, very interested to meet you later. He says, yes, I will see you later then. And he hangs up the phone with you. Hmm. He takes a deep breath and ponders the, uh, the situation a moment. Uh, let's go to see what Lenny's doing 
for the rest of the day. We got him to about, I think it was early in the morning when you got chewed out. Uh, yeah, I think so. You finish out your day at work there, Lenny. Um, Close call. Yeah. What are you doing for the evening? Um, is it Thursday? Thursday. I mean, it's a good day to get a drink, I guess. Probably stop it. Good day as any. Stop at the bar. Thursday night, Tether, you're working. Yep. Um, would say that Lenny does stop in. Uh, what time you stop in around, Lenny? Uh, I probably stopped from shower or something and got some food. So maybe eight, nine. Okay. Right, nine o'clock rolls so rolls around. Uh, Heather, what are you doing uh, before you get to the bar? Anything? I don't know. Probably go for like a jog, eat a bowl of cereal. Um, okay, just like normal routine kind of shit? Yeah, but I want to say I also called Millie because, you know, she's cursed and I just watched mm-hmm. her obliterate like cheeseburgers. So I want to see like, I don't know, does she sound cursed? I mean... Just, curse. just give her a curse. Really? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'll give give her a call. That demon. So you answer the phone and uh, she goes, "Hello." Hey, Millie. Uh, just checking in on you. Oh, hey, Heather. How's it going? Good, good. Uh, seeing how you're feeling. Okay. Oh, uh, well, I'm feeling pretty good. Oh, by the way, uh, you're calling her at work right now. Okay, at, at the library. Yeah, the library. Can't believe they let her stay there. Um, yeah, just just checking in on you, see how you're feeling. Uh, that was. I'm feeling great, honestly. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Um, do I know that she like was meeting with Walter like the day before, or whatever to, about the statue? Yeah, I think Walter had told you that that he had okay. talked to her about it before. So just like, oh, did you get to uh, talk to Walter about his? Was it your statue? Is it the same statue? What happened? She says, yeah. Well, I actually got to see it. It's definitely the same statue. I mean, it's unmistakable. So, do you think you'll get some money for it? Since, well, unfortunately, it looks like the documentation that I have right now isn't going to be sufficient enough, but. Walter said he might try to uh, help me out with that. Oh, well, I'm sure I'll do everything he can, you know. I guess that's it. I know you're working. I just wanted to see how you were feeling and, you know, still got that appetite going. And she says, she says, well, thank you. Thanks for uh, checking in on your old aunt there, Heather. And as you're talking to her, you can hear her chewing uh, in the in the receiver. Wolfing down a bunch of sandwiches. She goes, well, I'm going to get back to work. I'll talk to you later. Love you. Bye. All right. Love you, too. No, no, no. I'm a demon. No, she's a demon. I got that one. All right. So that night... Uh, let's do what Walter was doing first. Uh, I would probably, uh, 
check in um, since I have the number to the fireside. Uh, I'll give um, Heather a call and let her know. Um, I didn't want to bring them to the fireside, but uh, I figured, you know, some kind of watering hole. I've heard some stories about how Russians like some vodka. So uh, <laughs> I figured uh, that would be good. But just so I'm not uh, doing this all by myself and, uh, you know, yeah. somebody knows where my last known whereabouts were. Yeah. Gotcha. So that's what you're doing with Heather there. Yeah, I'll check in with her. You do let Heather know where you're going, uh, that golden room place, and you're meeting up with the Russian guys. Uh, Heather, do you say anything ab about that? Um, yeah, I'd probably be like, are you bringing anyone with you? Like, I don't know if you should go by yourself. Like, it's already suspicious, all the Russian stuff. Well, uh, I suppose we uh, could... Uh could check with Lenny, see if he has any interest. The place itself might be up his alley. The gold club's a little a little seedy, in my opinion, but uh I think I think that would be a good idea. I just really don't think you should go meet a bunch of strangers at a bar. Uh well, I guess I could uh leave him a message. Um I might uh might stop by my place and pick something up now that you mention it. Uh you might be right. Um, if uh, you happen to see Lenny, uh, tell him uh, I'm looking for him, and then I'm heading back to my place. Okay, what time are you going to the Gold Club? Oh yeah, that's a good idea, actually. Uh, I hope to meet him there around 10, so uh, maybe if you talk to him first, uh, let him know uh, 10 o'clock at the Gold Club. Okay, absolutely. He's gonna kick my ass <laughs> for involving myself in this. Alright, Lenny, so... So Lenny, you meet up at the uh, Fireside Tavern. Uh, Heather's behind the bar. Uh, that's around nine o'clock. You show up. All right. Um, check my normal seat. See if it's uh, available. <laughs> Your corner seat is available as it usually is. Yeah. Uh, hey there, Heather. Hey, Lenny. Uh, usual. All right. So I'll bring it over and say I don't know how long you wanted to uh, stay here tonight um, but well you know I got work early but uh, why's that well our friend Walter is meeting those um, Russian guys on the list I'm kind of nervous that he's meeting them by himself he's meeting them at the gold club uh, what down downtown there yeah I told him I would tell you and he's meeting them at 10 I don't know if you would want to go down there and I don't know. You just... You have some pretty tight friends. Maybe maybe it's a little more intimidating if you're there. I am a little curious, and, uh, you know, I think these guys might have something to do with uh, these recent animal attacks, as they call them. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. I can't do this with you every time. <laughs> <laughs> Look, um, yeah, I'll go, uh, I'll go watch his back. So uh, we just took a break there for a little bit because of fireworks in the background because we're recording on the 4th of July. Uh, so please forgive us if you hear any pops in the background. It's not gunshots. Yeah, it might be. I am in Wilmington we'll right now. So anyway, uh, so uh, Walter, you head home? Yes. 
I would like to retrieve my Derringer, just in case. Ooh, okay. So you head home, not only wash up and grab a bite to eat real quick, but you pocket your trusty little Derringer. Mm-hmm. Make sure all four barrels are loaded mm-hmm. and ready to go. And just uh, uh, carry a couple extra bullets, too. Why not? Okay. So you head on down to the Golden Room? Yeah, the Gold Club. CD uh, strip club uh, Center City. Oh, it's a strip club? Yeah, yeah I figured. You know, like meeting strange Russian guys. Lenny, do you go there too? Uh, I do, reluctantly, but I want to keep an eye on him. I'll probably uh, try to park nearby if I can and uh, do the whole like sunglasses and baseball right. cap disguise, you know? Hopefully they don't recognize me. <laughs> um, I don't know if I'm going to beat him there or what, so, uh, you know, I guess I'd probably wait a little while, uh, stand outside. Stand outside of the Golden Club with your hat and sunglasses on. Yes. Just kidding. It's just Gold Club. <laughs> it's outside the Gold Club. Oh, the Gold Club, yeah. Um, and uh, smoke a cigar. I would say you get there before Walter does. Uh, but not too long after you being there, about 20 minutes or so, Walter kind of shows up. You see him start like walking down the alleyway. 40 or 50 feet from the door. You see, okay. you see a small figure walking down the alleyway. The gate is kind of unmistakable as Walter. Yeah. It looks like a Walter. It's a Walter gate mm-hmm. if I've seen one. <laughs> I've probably got a long coat on. Total disguise mode. Do you... Is there a disguise? I think there's a disguise skill. 0.5% if you're really trying to... Do I get a bonus for glasses at night? I don't know. (laughs) That is your disguise. Does glasses have the fake nose on it? Yeah. Uh, The goggles, they do nothing. Um, Well, I have no points in that, so... Um, 92 will not do it. No, no, no. Uh, luckily, that's not a crit fail, though, but... He's wearing a t-shirt that says, I'm with Walter, <laughs> and an arrow pointing to the right. Uh, Walter, as you're approaching the door to the gold room, you see uh, another figure kind of down the alleyway uh, in a trench coat, hat and sunglasses, even though it's uh, dark out. Uh, well... He's expecting two people, so that wouldn't really set off too many alarms or anything. But uh, it might take a closer look before he goes in. Just to, I mean, not a closer look, but I mean, look a moment and see if it's, you know, anybody knows. Just in case. How far away are you from the door? Uh, Walter or Lenny? No, not, not you, Walter. Uh, rather, how far away is Lenny from the door? Um, like 40, 50 feet, like down the street or the alley a little bit. In the dark, I think it'd be hard to find, hard to identify him. So yeah, he probably wouldn't think too much about it then at that distance, and uh, probably just figured somebody else is coming in for a drink if they're coming here. All right. Uh, you walk under the light that's over mm-hmm. the door, and uh, Lenny, you can see illuminated down the way, you can tell that it is Walter, uh, definitely. Uh, and you see him go inside the gold room. I don't make it obvious that I'm... Just sitting there watching him or anything. 
Okay, Walter, inside the gold room, uh, you know, there's the bar. Did the girls dance on the bar there, or is there an actual stage? They have like a stage in the middle. Uh, the the gold club uh, ceiling is, is particularly low, as I recall. I mean, it might have been like seven or eight feet tall at the most. Like it was. <laughs> they can't even know. wear platform heels. <laughs> Yeah, to like kneel down. (laughs) Maybe it's not like that. It's it's pretty low clearance in there. Uh, So there's like a bar, and then like in the middle, they probably have like a little square stage or something like that. Gotcha. All right. So you come in, and there's a you know, go-go dancers there and taking the tops off and whatnot. Malter, um, I don't think this is your scene, right? Not really. I mean, like, he might come here just because it's kind of like, not like cliche, but I mean, you know, if you don't really know a place to suggest and you're like meeting somebody in Center City, it's just kind of easy to get to and, you know, if you like boobs, I mean, why not? They got drinks and girls. I don't think he would necessarily stand out, though. He's just the type of guy that would be there. (laughs) There's, There's a pretty diverse Center City crowd here, usually. All right, so you come in. Uh, you don't see anyone wearing the big Russian hat things. Oh, I mean, he, he might, kind of said that in jest, so I mean, he wasn't exactly expecting oh, him to wear those, uh, which in a place with low clearance like this might not uh, be the best. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Should have mentioned that. <laughs> so Walter's in there feeling a little mm, self-conscious or... Uh, awkward around, you know, this type of. It's like I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely not the most classy place. I mean, it's. I got gotcha. you. Know, it's just more for the location, and it is what it is. You know. They don't ask any questions here, kind of thing. Discretion. L- yeah, it's a little hole in the wall, kind of thing. Yeah. So Lenny, after about fifteen minutes of you being there, and Walter, you being inside for about 15 minutes did you see two guys start walking down the alleyway they got those big uh was it ushlanka mm-hmm. and uh big like furry collared trench coats and they're approaching the back door to the um to the gold room you're wearing like the soviet starter kit <laughs> very inconspicuous <laughs> <laughs> In the heart of the 80s. Like, they're just... Right. <laughs> so they go into the uh, club. You see the door open. Um, Lenny, you see that one of them is kind of tall, broad, broad-shouldered. Pretty big-looking dude. Uh, the other guy's smaller in stature. Doesn't look as broad-shouldered, at least. Uh, but they both go in. I figured maybe I could handle the big guy if, if uh, Walter could handle the little guy. You know, just in case. Uh, I put out my cigar and uh, I make to enter a few moments after. Okay. So you bide your time a little bit, but then enter. Walter, you see the two dudes in the Ushankas come in. Okay. They come around. They grab a seat at a... Is there booths there? Uh, from what I remember, it was basically like a square bar and, you know, with seats all around it. And then the uh, dancers would, you know, kind of hang out in the middle. And, and that's about it. Yeah, it's, it's a really small place. The two Russian guys walk in. You see them walk in. They look at the dancer on the stage. They kind of look at each other. And then they go and uh, 
turn their gaze downwards. And uh, if I notice them come in, and uh, particularly, I mean, I, I took note of them at the auction house a few times, so I recognize these guys at all, or aside from the obvious, not their attire. Yeah, you kind of think you do recognize these guys from the auction house. And uh, give them a little little wave. You know, put my hand up as they uh, as they come in. Okay, and uh, they come over to you. The smaller the smaller guy sits down. The bigger guy stands behind him. Let's say uh, uh, Ivan Eugene. He says uh, Eugene. Uh, my name is Eugene, and my associate here. Uh, this is Ivan. I give him a you know a nod. Uh, make eye contact with the, the other guy as well. He says, do you tell me, how did you know my associate's name? Oh, uh, the, uh, the auction house, uh, they made everybody sign in. Uh, your name as well as mine and phone number are on it. Oh, yes. And he turns in the bigger guy, Ivan, and says something in Russian, and Ivan says something in Russian back. And he turns back around and goes, Yes, uh, we did not think of uh, a, a list of names. Yes, uh, I guess not everyone was as lucky as us. Is, uh, shall we drink to our health? Yes, uh, Nazdrovia, yes. So the smaller of the two Russian guys, Eugene, says to you, uh, So a, a list of names would be very useful to our cause here. Says, uh, well, shall we have a drink? Says, yes, uh, uh, he says, uh, vodka, vodka. Says, uh, well, with a tire like that, gentlemen, how could I not have some as well? He says, make it three. So, vodka, yes, yes, we will have vodka together. So, they order up some round of vodkas, uh, they come back and they're those, uh, you know, shot glasses that are a little too big for just one shot, but they they fill them up doubles. They take a sip of it and kind of give like a disapproving look, and they go, where's this vodka from? This is not good vodka. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm usually more of a whiskey man myself. Says that uh, you should taste uh, what they make back home. It's very good. Uh, very, uh, how you say, very smooth. Hmm. That does sound good. Uh, maybe someday. I'm sure you'd know best. Absolutely. However, um, let's get back to that uh, list of names that uh, you have. Um, perhaps I could see it? Uh-huh. So, you guys are sipping down your vodka, and uh, you know, there's a girl up there stripping to uh, When Doves Cry. Nice. Uh, taking off her top and dancing around. You know, guys are throwing money their way, you know, singles. Uh, yeah, actually, how crowded is the place? I mean, do we have, like, any, uh, you know, any cushion? Or are there people, like, right up on us? Uh... There's definitely cushion there. Um, you guys have enough space that you can kind of sit by yourselves. Okay. Uh, there's a couple dudes on the opposite side and uh, to the left of you, but not many people there. Gotcha. Walter sips another uh, swig of his vodka, and he kind of just shrugs a little bit. He says, uh, you know, I guess I don't drink enough vodka. But uh, anyway, um, the list itself, um, you know, the Ventucci Gallery uh, has that, I say, just to kind of lead with. But, um, I mean, 
do you mind if I ask uh, <clears throat> what the what help the list would be? I mean, uh, if you're looking for the statue, um, you know, the gallery uh, curator still has that. Says yes, the statue is another issue that is tied to what we must do. Hmm. I'll uh, be honest with you, Eugene. Um, the uh, the statue is pretty unusual, and um, you have no idea how unusual the statue is. That thought had crossed my mind, and he nods and sips another uh, swig. You know, there uh, there was other information that I don't think many people know. Um, who is this Jakanovich to you? Uh, is Mikhail important uh, to your village? He says to you, uh, Jakanovich was a visitor to our village. It is a small village in uh, Norlisk in Russia. Not Norlag, he says. Norlag was the gulag camp at Norlisk. Oh, I see. Hmm. You'll see. But Norlisk is a very small town, and we live in a village just outside of this town. It is so small, it doesn't really have a name. However, tell me, Mr. Walter, how familiar are you with the uh, mythology of Russia? Uh, well, I... I know a little Latin and uh, some history of uh, Europe in general, but uh, I'm afraid I can't say I'm very well versed with uh, Russian mythology. What can you tell me? He looks uh, pretty eager and excited. Kind of leans in closer. He says, there is a name that the Nenet people, uh, the, these are the indigenous people to our small village area, but the Ninets have a word that supposedly predates their language. And it has to do with this statue. Hmm. And this word is Ithaca. Interesting. Ithaca, you say. Is that anything that he uh, knows from any of his history studies? Mm, probably never heard of this before. Uh, boy. My studies, I thought, were diligent, but that name is unfamiliar. Yes, uh, they call him the Great Windwalker. Oh. Uh, yes, the thing that Jakanovich saw, or spoke of. Yes, it is true. He had seen it, and he came to our village. After he had seen it, he was covered in blood and naked. Uh, but they took him in, and they found the token that he had with him. Is a token that connects itself to the power of Ithaca, the great windwalker. Hmm. Uh, he kind of sits back for a moment and considers that, takes another sip. Uh, when, I, when I spoke with you on the phone, I mentioned the commotion... Um, is is this Ithaca? I mean, is this the the animal they say attacked the auction house? The gallery, I mean? He says the, the token of Ithaca is connected to its power. People who come in contact with it can become what we call a child of the Windwalker. He shakes his head. He's, he's not really sure. Uh... Do you remember the blizzard at the auction, Mr. Walter? 
Yes, of course. Uh, uh, there was so much, uh, so much snow in the air. I, I couldn't really see very well. The blizzard itself was one of the children of Ithaca, one of the children of the Great Windwalker. It had manifested its form from the storm into a more physical form. How you say? Uh, this is when he attacked. Now, when someone is injured by the child of the Windwalker, they can then become one themselves. Hmm. Oh no. This is all very ancient magic, you see. Whether you believe me or not is not important. What is important is that I get the list of the people, figure out who is injured, and we must do what we must do. There's only one way to kill a child of the Windwalker, and that is to cut out their heart and burn it. Oh, that's, uh, that's awfully extreme. Uh, surely there's some other, some other way that, uh, looks, uh, very unsure and probably takes a, actually he probably downs the rest of the vodka, whatever's left. He goes, are you, oh, first off he says, are you having another, uh, vodka? Uh, well, he says, uh, he says it is not good, but it is still vodka. And he takes another sip. He says, uh, yes, uh, I think I need another moment to process what you said. He says to you, well, the reason that we are here is because a few weeks ago, the Windwalker came back to our village. It was looking for a sacrifice, and it got one. We do not know when it will return, but we know that it has something to do with the token inside of the statue. Hmm. Interesting. You even know that? The magic of the protection spell that was on the statue could have worn off if the statue got blood on it. Hmm. Interesting. Says, well, I uh, did some repairs to the statue. It was damaged at the uh, gallery uh, during the incident. Uh, uh, he thinks back for a moment. I mean, he had to thoroughly clean it and polish it up when he was done. Did he notice any blood spots? You did not notice any blood spots on it, actually. Well, uh, I mean, I, I cleaned it thoroughly. I, I didn't notice any blood on the uh, statue. It says, yes, the token. It thirsts for human blood. This is why getting blood on the statue broke the protective spell on it. Ah, we were foolish to let the statue leave our village. Hmm. Yeah, actually, about that, uh, I mean, if you don't mind me asking uh, something of a uh, lighter uh, nature, what, uh, whatever happened to Jukanovich? I mean, the world thought he uh, disappeared in the Gulag system. Uh, do you know, uh, did he live uh, after his ordeal and making the statue and all of that? He came to our small village where he showed the token. They told him to make a statue out of iron in which to encase the token, and then they put the spell on it. He was in our village for a few years where he lived as among us, or among my parents and grandparents anyway. And eventually one day he left. This was after the collapse of the Gulag system, so he was no longer a wanted man. Hmm. Maybe he tried to fade away quietly to the pages of history. He shrugs, uh, and uh, 
He looks uh, the, at their drinks. Are they ready for another one? Yeah, definitely. Holds up them fingers. Orders three more. All right. Three more drinks get poured for you. And the Russians, you know, continue, continue to sip on their vodka. Yeah, as does uh, Walter slowly nursing the second one. This is, um, what about the protection spell you mentioned? I mean, could, uh, could the people who are, uh, the people you're looking for, I mean, could they be, uh, protected with this blessing or what? He's not exactly sure what to believe at this point, but he's kind of going along with it because, I mean, these guys have way more information than anybody else so far. It says the spell can only be performed back at our home. It can only be performed within the cir- the Arctic Circle. Damn. <clears throat> well, I can tell you everything that I know about this statue seems uh, that trouble follows it wherever it goes. So... Uh, if I can help you get it back, uh, I'd, you know, I'd be fine with that, uh, as far as I can tell. It's not only very unpleasant to look at, but, uh, you know, I've never been very superstitious, but this is, uh, this is definitely something new. I've seen a lot of old things in my time. Takes another sip of his uh, not-so-good vodka. And they continue to sip on it too. Uh, you see the bigger guy, Ivan. He's giving you kind of like a like a dirty look, uh, just like an angry kind of look. He hasn't said a word yet. Hmm. So, uh, is everything uh, okay there, Ivan? He uh, kind of looks at you and just snorts a little bit. Takes another sip of vodka and just continues to just kind of stare at you. And then, and then Eugene says, uh, "Don't be uh, too intimidated by my friend. He will not uh, uh, come to any harm to you if uh, you do not give any harm to us. You understand?" Of course. Uh, I, I must say, um, you know, you've been very forthcoming, and uh, uh, information about this whole matter has been hard to come by, so I thank you. And, uh, comes off as, or tries to come off as being humble. I mean, he does appreciate the information they share. He says, Now, Mr. Walter, I must ask you, will you join us on our mission? Well, uh, I think I should choose my words carefully. So, while you're choosing your words, uh, what is Lenny doing during this time? You see him sitting down with these Russian guys. They look like they're just talking. Am I hearing any of this? I mean, uh, you know, am I close enough to pick any up uh, over the music? Probably not, right? I mean, not if I, I don't want to be noticed. Yeah, Walter wasn't really talking very loud. He probably would have tried to keep that conversation to themselves. I'm probably just keeping an eye from, like, you know, uh, the far end of whatever side they're sitting on, you know. Um, they're less likely to look at, at you know, at me there, I think. And if, they, if it looks like they're wrapping up, I might just go and, uh, you know, after I have a drink, throw some ones, just go and stand outside and wait. It doesn't look like they're hostile or anything. And then just uh, as long okay. as they don't leave, you know, with him with a bag over his head, should be good. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, I'll go stand back outside after a moment. 
Hmm. All right, so you head back outside. Um, Walter, the uh, uh, Eugene, Walter says to you, uh, so our mission here now is to contain the spread of the children of the Windwalker. The only way to do this is by stopping the Windwalkers themselves. We must get the token or the statue back to our village, but to stop the spread is our number one priority right now. Uh, well, I mean, he has no reason not to believe these guys, despite the fact that some of the things they're saying are, you know, way beyond things that he normally would kind of subscri subscribe to. Um, I, uh, I definitely think that this, uh, whatever this, this Windwalker, uh, business is, it should be stopped. It does not sound good for anyone. I wonder, do you, uh, watch the news, Eugene? There have been, uh, there was something I saw, uh, a man said something about a, a nice covered bear, maybe? Do you think this could be the, the same thing? He says, I think without a doubt that it might be the same creature that we are talking about. And, uh, these children, did you say? I mean, is there, uh, is there some way to, to know if someone, uh, you know, is afflicted by whatever magics? He says if they have been injured, their injuries should probably still be visible. Well, um, I suspect, well, I can't say for certain, but the curator from the gallery, um, I guess he says, you know, uh, I've, I've spoken with the curator before, you know, she hired me to fix the statue. I mean, maybe she could give me the names on the list, if that would be helpful. We could start there. He says, yes, uh, that would be most helpful. Okay. We already have one name that we know. Well, Walter, he smiles. <laughs> he says, besides you, of course, Walter. Oh. And that is Gordon Riles. Oh, yeah. Ooh. At that, Ivan kind of gives another, like, really mean, sour look. Uh, gives another snort downs the rest of his vodka, slams it down, and he just and you just hear him grumble under his breath, Capitalist pig. <laughs> he says, we have already checked with hospital records of nearby hospital, Roxborough Memorial, and he was there being treated, so we know he was injured during the art gallery scuffle. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, well... I guess uh, that gives me another idea. I also spoke with one of the police officers that was at the gallery that day. If um, if the curator is no help, perhaps the officer could be. I think we may be beyond the law right now, Mr. Walter. Oh. Oh, my. Well, yes. Uh, for, forgive me, uh, Eugene. Uh, some of the things you say are very hard to process uh, you know I, I sell books and fix broken things for a living this uh, 
I guess this is much more than I expected uh, pulling on this thread would reveal. It says, well, Mr. Walter, believe me or not, that does not matter. What matters is that we get this list of names. Here, I will, here, uh, can you give me your phone number so I can contact you? Certainly. And he reaches inside his breast pocket for a business card. All right. Uh, so you're only giving him the number to the bookshop then? No, no. It, it does have both of them on there. Uh, oh, it does? Okay. And uh, it's, it's full business for back in the day. It says, uh, I suppose uh, my home phone number would be best. Uh, there's a an answering machine if you call and I'm not there. Um, but, uh, you know, you can often reach me during the weekdays uh, at the bookstore as well. Although this seems like something that's better for personal time. He says to you, yes, well, it was nice meeting you, Mr. Walter. Uh, I hope you can be of help to our cause. And uh, with that, he kicks out the chair. Likewise, Eugene. Stands up, starts to walk out. And uh, gives Ivan a nod, despite his sour disposition. Mm -hmm. He doesn't nod back. <laughs> he, just, he just gives you a look and turns around. <laughs> um, and Lenny you see the two guys get up and leave um, I would be outside by this point okay so you see the two guys leave the strip joint right. um, alone the, they, they leave together well yeah but without Walter right no Walter there okay Right, uh, and I think that's how we're going to have to cut this episode. Uh, we'll come back next time with probably some more revelations. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> could be more down the way. But until next time, everyone remember, sanity is overrated. Later. Right. Crank it up. Yeah, who played this song? <laughs> it's the strip club music. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, different times. Different There's times. a girl in an ice cream uh, fender <laughs> outfit. She's on a carousel horse. <laughs> so it's disturbing. more like one of those like old school like you know cowboy horses that's just on a stick with the head. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Leave all of this in, George. It's gold. <laughs> <laughs> That's for the I don't know what I'm going to be leaving in on this episode. Give the people what they want. The new intro, I think, should be ice cream truck music. Hey, this is George. Just a quick reminder to like, follow, and review us if you like what you're hearing. You can email us at contact at thatcthulujohn.com with any comments. And you can follow us on Instagram at thatcthulujohn.com.